0: What's going on, everybody? Welcome into Thursday's episode of All Canadian. Wade Zanketa, Connor O'Neill here. Great episode coming up today. We are at the time of the release of this episode, a week, seven days, a week away from the kickoff of the 2021 CFL season, and we have an East preview to go through. We're going to be previewing both sides, the East and West Starting with the East. Before we get into it, though, Wade, what's going on?
1: Not much. Just grabbed a nice, cold, crisp Sawdust City beer. I went with the Golden Beach Hazy Pale Ale today. Quite good, if I do say so. But on a better note, why don't you guys go and get yourself some Sawdust City beer? If you head over to sawdustcitybrewingcompany.com, you can get one... Free shipping on any order over $100 if you enter the code CFL in honor of the kickoff of the 2021 season. Sada City Brewing Company offers you brewery fresh beer delivered directly to your door. Shipping is available to Ontario residents only, must be a legal drinking age.
0: And as we are getting set to return to play, Fox 40 is helping us do so. The Canadian Football Perspective Podcast is brought to you by our friends over at Fox 40, the leaders in whistle technology helping you safely return to play with products like the tri-layer whistle mask the electronic whistle and the whistle gator to check out these products and more visit fox40shop.com while you're over there enter the code cfp15 at checkout for 15% off your order at fox40shop.com helping you safely return to play And we are going to be safely returning to play, especially in Montreal, who has announced they will allow 15,000 fans in their stadium to start following in the footsteps of Ontario. We've seen it with the Argos, the Ticats, the Red Blacks, the Blue Jays, who are making the return this Friday. And now on the Quebec side, we see the Montreal Alouettes doing the same thing. Man, that's all nine teams. We're going to have fans in the stadiums for all nine teams.
1: Yeah, it's huge. It's uh, kind of surreal to think that we're this close to getting live sports, live football nonetheless, in Ontario. And with fans in attendance at that, I know we had the NHL teams playing, but without fans being able to go, it kind of took some of the energy, I think, out of the season until the Canadians got their fans at the Bell Centre, but... It is almost here. Oh my god, I can't believe we made it this far.
0: And the fans in Ryderville are certainly ready to go. Only 186 tickets left for the opening game August 6th in Saskatchewan as they are set to take on the BC Lions.
1: Pretty surreal to think that we're a week out and they've got that few left. Uh, One rider who certainly is excited, I imagine, is John Ryan, the 39-year-old Not thinking retirement, though. Yes, we have some punter talk kicking off nudes and notes. Uh, Apparently, he is so ripped and jacked this season that he had some teammates questioning whether he was actually 39 or not. That's the kind of talk that you want to hear when you talk about punters and kickers. John Ryan, keep booting balls. Do it until you're 45. Heck, why not shoot for 50?
0: Man, we love our special teams over here at CFP. Seeing John Ryan come in absolutely yoked, I know DT is absolutely loving it.
1: Hell yeah. Any Saskatchewan Rough Rider that's not gotten an Achilles injury, I think DT is pretty stoked about seeing. Uh, I think their
0: fans are stoked to see that.
1: <laughs> but uh, as we keep going through our news here, BC Lions had another practice cancelled due to poor air quality uh another ongoing issue is they have over 150 i believe the number's closer to uh forest fires going in that province so certainly a dangerous situation uh hopefully they can get all the aid and support they need to control these fires uh certainly sucks for bc to be falling behind days before they have to go to saskatchewan and face a loaded riders offense
0: yeah it's with a heavy heart that we we talk about the bc fires and you know shout out to all those who are helping out firefighters volunteers whatever it may be paramedics you know we just we hope the situation in BC improves unfortunately some more bad news for the BC Lions Chris Casher has been released by the BC Lions a little bit head scratching but there is now a premier pass rusher on the market we've said it once we've said it twice we'll say it one more time yo Ottawa ton of free agents on the board. Pick one up. Yeah, certainly a big,
1: available pass rusher on the market. Uh, Surprised let go by BC. I know DT was shaking his head in disbelief. Uh, but for the Lions, they must uh, have a cap issue, or maybe there's just some friction between him and the front office. I I, I do not know. Uh, other movement, though, Calvin McCarty joining the Calgary Stampede. Is that something a lot of Edmonton people did not think they would ever hear and then we go to winnipeg where andrew harris might not be able to go for the season opener against hamilton yes please i mean not i mean pardon me oh darn i'm so sorry that andrew harris will have to miss the game against hamilton oh i hope he actually gets better but oh my oh so sad
0: yeah, no, uh, no bias in that one whatsoever. You but, couldn't hear it
1: in my voice. I hope
0: no, not at all, not at all. But this does open the door for some U Sports talent to walk in. Johnny Augustine, next man up. I mean, as much as we want to see Andrew Harris on the field because he's one of the best, if not the best, back in the league. He's electric to watch. He's so much fun to watch play. It's a. Li- it would be cool. It would be really cool. I guess is is what I would say to see a guy like Johnny Augustine who has worked so hard so long to kind of get a break and get his chance. We've seen flashes of what he can do, but now if he's – I mean, it'll be him and probably Brady Oliveira splitting carries, but I'm, I'd am i be excited to watch that. Certainly. And speaking of excitement, I'm going to jump
1: to some U Sports news here quickly. It's our only one of the day. Sam Baker has been delegated by the Argos to return – to the Saskatchewan Huskies. How excited must Coach Flory be? How excited is Mason Nias to get that one hell of a deep threat and all-around receiver back in green and white?
0: Yeah, we talked to Scott Flory a bit ago, so go back and check that episode out because he was a phenomenal interview. But when we were talking to him, you could hear the excitement in his voice when he was talking about his guy, quote, Sammy Baker. He absolutely loves Sam Baker. Mason Nice is going to love to have Sam Baker back. I mean, this definitely helps the Saskatchewan Huskies case to make a run at the Hardy Cup and even a run at the Vanier Cup.
1: Yeah, I, I mean, they certainly have a good shot at it. They were in the Hardy Cup last time out and just lost that one. So uh, hopefully Can West can see another good fight, especially uh, Speaking of teams out in Western Canada, Bo Levi Mitchell tweaked his groin. So there's a little injury watch there. Our twice a week injury update for the CFL is brought to you by no one. I just I, We just have great health care in Canada, so we don't really need a sponsor for that. Um, Bo Levi Mitchell, though, he looks like it should just be a minor tweak. So uh, hopefully, like we said with Nick Arbuckle, take your time, get back. Groins are trickier than you could ever imagine if you have never tweaked it. Let's go, though, to the last bit of news.
0: Yeah, this one's got to hurt you a little bit. Winnipeg-Hamilton opening the CFL season August 5th. Winnipeg goes, you know what? It's been time. We haven't gotten to do this yet. They are going to be unveiling the Grey Cup banner week one versus the Hamilton Tiger Cats, your Hamilton Tiger Cats. However, Coach Orlando Steinhauer says he is not worried about it at all. I mean, in fact, I think it's kind of motivating for the Hamilton Tiger Cats in a way.
1: Uh, the wound that has already had salt rubbed in it by the extension of their reign as Grey Cup champions will only be, like, reopened. Like I'm, I'm glad Coach O said they're unfazed because I truly think this team, like, it doesn't matter if they unveil it then or if they unveiled it a different day. I think the team is still so pissed off that it just doesn't matter at this point. Um, Another little bit of news from Ticats, though. Coach O knows who his starter is, but when a reporter asked, he said, come on now, I'm not disclosing that. But really, it's Jeremiah Masoli. We're just just a week away from finding out officially that Jeremiah Masoli is back.
0: Yeah, fully expect. To see eight under center when the Thai Cats offense takes the field, it's got to be, right? I mean, I know there's been a quote-unquote camp battle going on all training camp with the Thai Cats, but it's eight, right? It's eight. Come on.
1: It's got to be. No question. But uh, we got a little fan shout-out here coming up before we get into our Eastern Conference preview of the CFL.
0: Reddit has quickly become one of our favorite places on the internet. Specifically, the CFL Reddit, and I saw this scrolling through Reddit, and I thought it was absolutely hilarious. So I just had to mention it. Shout out to Reddit user King of the Veil thirty three. The personalized Tiger King plate is phenomenal. It has the Hamilton Tiger Cats logo on it. It has TGR KNG, just incredible. I love it. Tiger King's taken off. Hopefully, for your sake and King of the Vales' sake, the Tiger Cats will be king at the end of the season.
1: Well, the way it's looking up with this East preview, it might end up that way for the conference at least. We're going to start at the eastern end of it, work all the way to the far end of Ontario, starting with the Montreal Alouettes, who finished last year at 10-8. and eight. This year, though, their current over-under for win total is set at 6 wins, so... Uh, people aren't too high on many teams in the East, except for Hamilton, but this is a team that Connor and I have thought could be a sneaky pick for Eastern Conference champions.
0: Yeah, you know they're my dark horse team for this division. I still think that Hamilton is going to come out on top. However, I think Montreal is going to be right there behind them. The way they finished their season last year was incredible. Obviously, you don't want to you know lose out, but... Things happen. Football is played. The Hamilton Tiger Cats have a hell of a postseason last year. However, with Montreal, we've said it, you've heard it, the worst passing defense in the league. That's something that they're going to need to address, and they need to get to the quarterback as well because they're one of the worst defensive rushes in the league as well. They had the lowest sack total, lowest interception total, they allowed a pile of passing yards. So I would, I'm curious to see how that defense comes out and plays through the first few weeks. That's really going to be the determining factor to me of where this Alouettes team is going to go.
1: Well, a big key in this development of their pass rush is going to be Armando Sewell, who they picked up in free agency this year, but also last year's early draft pick, Cam Lawson. Those two guys are interior players who can screw up a lot for an offense. And the quickest way to the quarterback is a straight line. Nobody has a shorter line than the guys on the interior. Uh, with that being said, uh, they lost a lot of DBs. Taylor Loeffler gone. Bo Lacombo is gone as well. So maybe they have some young guys like Cranston from Conner's alma mater and Marc-Antoine Dacroix that can step in early and make plays for them. But uh, on offense, though, this is where I'm curious about this team. We know how great Vernon Adams is on offense. He was one of the league's best passers in 2019. But a lot of their offense came on big plays. They were one of the best in the CFL in big plays. That categorizes anything over 25 yards. So if you're taking out that many big plays on a defense, uh, there's a lot of worrisome people who say, if you're doing that, you're not a consistently good offense. You just have flashes. So for me, what I want to see is them turning around, maybe cut back on the big plays, and just have more efficiency in their regular scheme.
0: And I think that the development and this next step that we expect Willie Standback to take is really going to help that phenomenal runner of the football. You know, I think VA is going to realize that with a guy like that and, you know, with some of the weapons around him, Jake Weineke, Quan Bray, Rashad Ross, he's not going to have to necessarily take those deep shots downfield or make the huge play with his leg. I think he's going to be able to play a little bit more of a relaxed game, and that's going to translate. Like, I am I have full confidence in this Montreal offense, especially considering, you know, they get to play Ottawa. They get to play Toronto, who has absolutely – their front seven's a little bit worrisome. No DBs. Just throw in behind the front seven. You'll be okay. But Montreal, win total, the over-under, we set it set at six. or Over-under.
1: I'm going to go over.
0: I'm going over as well. I think that Montreal has an opportunity here <laughs> to improve upon a 10-8 and record that they had last year. Obviously, they're not playing 18 games this year, but I still think they can hit that 10-11 win mark.
1: Yeah, and, and hear me out on the big play thing. It's not a bad thing that you have big plays on offense. I mean, with guys like Rashad Ross and Willie Stanback and Quan Bray, you're going to have those plays happen. It's just a matter of whenever you have those big plays, can you supplement it with an actual offensive system behind it? Or is it just, you know, oh, incompletion, 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 and then second down on your f- second drive, all of a sudden you hit a 40-yard ball, and then it's two and out again. Like, that that's the stuff that I'm wondering. Can you fix so that maybe when you hit that 40-yard ball, you fill it around with some 5- and 10-yard plays as well?
0: I totally agree, and I think this is the first time that we've brought up the Montreal Alouettes where I have not said a word about my guy, Marc-Antoine Duquois. No, that's because I said it. I'm cutting you off. You're you not, didn't let me you're do it. you not getting to it. That's fine. That's We're fine. Moving. We'll head over one province two hours down the road, The Ottawa Red Blacks, I'm sorry, this is just not your week with us. We beat up on you earlier with the fantasy preview. We're going to beat up on you a little bit more here. 2019, they finished 3-15, two losses away from the worst end to a season in CFL history. Their win total this year set at 3.5. Pause,
1: pause. Before we get to the over-under for the win total... Let's clarify that last stat. They finished the season in 2019 on an 11-game losing streak. The worst way to end a season in CFL history was a 13-game losing streak. So Ottawa saved themselves, barely, but at the same time, you know that there's not much left to build on from that 2019 roster, and that's why they've gone over and fine-tooth combed this roster to the point where they can remake it in the image they want.
0: Yes, and they have done so by bringing in Matt Nichols. It was Arbuckle, but they traded for Matt Nichols. New head coach in Paul Lapolis, who is, in my opinion, one of the best play callers in this league. I think that's undeniable with Paul Lapolis. And Paul Lapolis and Matt Nichols are very familiar with each other, so I definitely think that is going to help the Ottawa Red Blacks this season, but I don't know if it's gonna be enough right yet. I think they have a solid foundation to build on, but my outlook for the Ottawa Red Blacks this season is not very optimistic.
1: No, another negative for them is we've mentioned it, they've lost their top three of their top pass catches from last year. And they didn't look outside to replace many of them. Like they lost Sinopoli this year. We know Dominique Rimes is gone. Like that's a big chunk of your offense to take away, and we think there's guys there that can fix it, but there's guys on the market that are available right now that could be a huge benefit to your team, and you're just kind of letting it fall by the wayside. Uh, Just another quick stat on the Red Blacks, as a whole, offensively and defensively, they were ninth or 8th in almost every major statistical category from last year. They're amongst one of the worst Touchdown to interception ratios as well. This is a full new look in this team, and it is time to rebuild. You might be in for a repeat of your inaugural season, Ottawa, but that's okay because we all know that you folded up a year or two later with a Grey Cup. So if you can swallow a tough year this year, it's only going to get better.
0: It is going to be a tough year. This is going to be... Not so smooth sailing. This is going to be rocky waters. There's going to be a lot of downs. But I think we're going to see some flashes of what we hope is to come, especially if they go out and get a Kenny Stafford, especially if they go out and get a Naaman Roosevelt. There is players out there and pieces to be had that will significantly improve your offense. Roosevelt had one drop in 2019. One drop back to back 1,000 yard seasons. I cannot stress enough how badly I think Ottawa needs this guy. Yes, RJ Harris is there. Yes, Nate Bihar is there. Yes, I'm sure there's some other guys in camp that they have really liked, but this guy's a back to back 1,000 yard receiver. One drop in 2019.
1: And over under, win total three and a half. Where are you going?
0: I'm going under. I'm going under. I'm going under
1: I'm going to join you on the under but only because that half game is there if it was set at two and a half I'd be going over at three I'd want to push it but I think they're going to be three and eleven when it's all said and done Uh, unfortunately for them that's not where they want to be Uh, it's not where the organization wants to be at with back-to-back three win seasons but uh, just looking at the pieces around them and the amount of turnover they've had it's going to be really tough to get going early with chemistry and then I think by the end of the year, it's just going to be too little too late.
0: If they had had to play the Winnipeg Blue Bombers at least once this season, I would say 2-12.
1: Yeah, I would too, but they get lucky and have to avoid the defending Great Cup champions.
0: I still don't know how that happened. I, I'm baffled.
1: Well, let's move on anyways to the Toronto Argonauts, 4-14 in 2019. We know they've made all those splashy free agent signings some of whom haven't even crossed the border yet, like Martavis Bryant, but that's a discussion for another day. Their over-under is currently set at 6.5 wins, and where do you think this team's going?
0: Well, when you look at Toronto's offseason, they certainly had the most exciting offseason in recent memory with, With for me in the CFL. I mean, they brought in a collection of talent, starting with, Ryan Dinwiddie, who is now at the helm of the coaching staff, head coach for the Toronto Argonauts. They went out and traded for Nick Arbuckle, Dinwiddie's quarterback of last season. Then they went out and got Nick Arbuckle's best friends in Eric Rogers and Joan Breskison. Not to mention that in 2020, they drafted Dejan Bursette with the second overall pick. Levi Noel has been absolutely showing out in camp from everything that we've heard. And they loaded up on the defensive front Sorry, in.
1: Pause before we get to the defensive front. Can you can you repeat that last name? Was that varsity blues alumni, Levi Noel? That's that guy. Levi's scoring a bunch of touchdowns out here in training camp. Let's not skip over this name like it's nothing. He hey, is going to be hey, I wasn't going to. to be their secret weapon this year on offense. I am so excited for it. Sorry, I will let you go back to the defense, though.
0: <laughs> and actually, I want to stay on one more wide receiver. Curly Gittens Jr. Has yeah. been cutting it up in camp as well. He's
1: been coming on late in camp. It's uh, definitely something that he's been building up to. He hasn't really been great in the first half of camp, but the second half he's been he's been firing on all cylinders.
0: I think he's kind of like uh, a back pocket type wide receiver. I don't know if we see him right away. I don't know if we see him until later in the season, but definitely a guy to keep in the back of your mind, definitely a guy to keep in your back pocket. If you're a Ryan Dinwiddie and you find yourself short on wide receivers as the season moves on, But yeah, back over to the defensive side of the ball. Absolutely loaded up here as well on the front seven, I should say. On the front seven. They went out, stole Cam Judge, stole Charleston Hughes. Not to mention, and I think this one has quietly fallen under the table. They have Odell Willis. They went out and got Odell Willis. They brought in some other guys. Like Sean Oakman, who we'll see. I think he's going to be kind of a reserve rotational type player. The one thing that they didn't address via through the draft or free agency or whatever is their secondary, which is going to scare me a little bit. And then trading away a premier safety in this league in Alden Darby was absolutely dumbfounding to me. I know that you know they needed offensive line help. They went out and they got it. But to trade... Your starting safety, who I will repeat this, had 50-plus tackles and five interceptions in 2019 and had a chance to go out and now lead the league in interceptions in 2021? I still can't get over this, but what are your thoughts on the Toronto Argonauts' outlook for 2021?
1: The football season as a whole, with any team at any level, is always a hike. You never want to start at the top of the mountain because from there it is only downhill. I feel like this Toronto Argo season is going to be a perfect example of starting at the bottom and building your way up. It's going to be a lot of new places, new places, new schemes, and over the course of this season we are going to see them grow and if they stay healthy, if the injury bug stays away from the double blue by season's end, they could be nearing the mountaintop. Mind you, There is a lovely man in black, gold, and number eight standing at the top of that mountaintop, ready to kick them all the way back down. But by the end of the season, they're going to be a tough out, and I I think it's going to be something that I'm really excited to watch.
0: I agree, and I know we're sticking with the East here, but obviously they're going to cross over. They have a crossover game right away playing the Calgary Stampeders. I think that Toronto can compete. They can certainly compete in their own division. But I think they can compete with some of these teams in the West. I think they're going to be able to compete with a BC. I think that with the way things are falling in Saskatchewan, they might be able to f- compete with the Saskatchewan Rough Riders. We'll see how they fare against the Calgary Stampeders. I mean, it's not really fair to say a week one game is a prove-it game versus a team like Calgary. But to me, it's going to be a testament of what is to come. I do have faith in Ryan Dinwiddie. The win total set at six and a half. I'm going to be bold here. I'm going to say that they hit the over. I was going
1: to go under for the exact same reason as I went with Ottawa. I like them at six wins. I like the six win total here for the Argos. That six and a half scares me off. So I'm going to stay under.
0: The six and a half scares me a little bit, but I think that by the end of season, They can be, in this shortened season, they can be a 7-7 team. So we will see. Wade goes, this is the first time we've disagreed. Wade goes under, I go over, let's go down the QEW, your Hamilton Tiger Cats.
1: Grey Cup favorite at plus 325, win total set at 9.5. They were 15-3 last season. They lost the 2019 Grey Cup, though, to the Winnipeg Blue Bombers without Jeremiah Masoli. Who is now back from a knee injury? Reigning most outstanding player, Brandon Banks. Speedy B is here and ready to take names. Key retirements, though, they had Mike Filer retired during training camp and they knew Delvin Bro was done before they got into the season. So those are two losses that they have to cope with. But I think this team is going to be phenomenal. Just outright phenomenal. Stacked on offense, stacked on defense. I think it's a consensus that they are the cream of the crop in the Eastern Conference
0: I think it's a consensus that they're the cream of the crop in the entire CFL
1: Heavy lies that wears the crown though I'm nervous to take on that mantle I still think that Winnipeg is the team to beat until they are dethroned maybe that's next week, who knows but we're talking about Hamilton here, that's a top offensive team in points and net yards last year half of the season with a backup quarterback. This team is ready to score 30-plus on you any single game. They can go up and put up 50 burgers, I feel like, on a couple teams in this league. Uh, it's going to be an offensive shootout, and that defense, they might get lost in the mix, but they were the best team in points allowed. I know the Grey Cup kind of leaves a bad taste in people's mouth with how they performed against that rushing attack, But they were the number one defense for scoring last year. I think they turn it around with a similar performance.
0: Yes, they they have weapons all over the field, no doubt. Jeremiah Misoli or Dane Evans, both very damn good quarterbacks, depending on who's starting. We think it's going to be eight, but that remains to be seen. Wide receivers, I mean, Speedy B, like you said, Jalen Acklin, Braylon Addison, Nikola Kalinic. Let's see what Jake Burke can do.
1: Devere Posey, who may not be there for week one, but he'll be there shortly after.
0: A loaded backfield with STE, Don Jackson, Malik Irons, Action Jackson, Bennett, another U Ottawa guy. But, but, and I know it's just one loss, but it's a damn important loss. Mike Filer not snapping the ball. That could be huge I do have faith in Sirocco. I think it's going to be Sirocco snapping the ball. I
1: think it'll be Sirocco as well.
0: I have faith there, but it still scares me a little bit, at least for the first few weeks. A new center and then trying to come in and play center when you haven't been doing that for the last handful of years is tough. I'm not saying you can't do it, but it's not Mike Filer snapping the ball, and I think that's pretty big for the Hamilton Tiger Cats.
1: I agree. Uh, One person I'm really excited for with Hamilton this year, though, is Tunde Adelike. I know you don't want to hear about Carlton Ravens, but hear me out on this one.
0: Hey, I have to acknowledge Tunde Adelike. He is one of the best I've seen in person. Phenomenal athlete. Hats off to Tunde. Uh, Biases and allegiances aside. When Tunde was playing
1: corner, let me tell you this. When I was at the Combine and Tunde was there playing corner, there were some reps that he would just play in trail technique, wait for the receiver to make their cut and then just say you know what (laughs) i'm faster than you let me go and take this ball from you and he would just run under the route break up the pass and walk off the field like it was nothing whereas most dbs you get into trail technique you're like uh oh oh i gotta be quick whatever move they're going with i gotta wait and i gotta be there on top of it as they go Tunde would just wait let you declare your route and then go okay thanks for the ball uh now that he plays safety doesn't have to worry as much about getting into the trail. He can just take the ball from whoever the hell he wants on the field. He is going to make such a difference in this defense this year, especially being his another year in the system, another year with that team, another year familiar with the guys around him. Tende Adelke could honestly be one of the best defensive players in the CFL, let alone top Canadian.
0: No, I, I wholeheartedly agree. He is one of the... Best DBs I've ever had the chance to see in person. His feet are quick. His hips are smooth. His brakes are fluid. Like you said, he has that recovery speed like nobody's business. And now he gets to go out and just roam and play safety and pick balls off left, right, and center. I think he's going to do that this season. I like that kind of almost a little bit of a dark horse for most outstanding Canadian this season, especially... Tacking on the return aspect with Tunde as well. I don't know how much
1: return game he's going to see with Brandon Banks and um, True Braylon Addison, but uh, if he does get some, we all know how he does in the return game. He's housed multiple... A field
0: goal for a touchdown against my U Ottawa GG's. And two punts
1: for touchdowns against my Toronto Varsity Blues. So I think everyone that played Tunde was victim to him returning a kick at some point, and that's just how freak of an athlete he truly is. Um... Once you get the ball in his hands, just, just start looking at the other end zone because shortly after, he's going to show up there.
0: For me, what's wild about this Hamilton Tiger Cats team is we can sit here and talk about the offense all day long, but... We haven't touched about Simone Lawrence yet. It, I don't even know if we're going to. It gets lost in the wash just how damn good their defense is. Like you're saying, Simone Lawrence, still one of the best in the game.
1: Absolutely. To they Garrett
0: Davis sack machine. I, they just have athletes
1: all over the field, and they have big-name guys that are playing for the Ticats this year. It is, like I said, like they have the best offense in the league. Statistically, it was outright clear last year. The defense, though, because of that Grey Cup, people have been sleeping on them, and I think that this year it's going to be a bit of a rude awakening when they come out with fans in the stands in Hamilton. There's going to be a blackout the first game back and that defense puts on a show against the Toronto Argonauts. I that's my prediction for the Labor Day game.
0: You're making predictions. I'm going to force a your month, hand here. A
1: month ahead of time I'm making predictions. So
0: I will, I want to force your hand a week ahead of time before we get to the win totals, before we get to the kind of where we think the season's going to end up for these guys, hint it's the Grey Cup. What do you think happens week 1? Make your pick. Right now, on air, Winnipeg or Hamilton, August 5th.
1: Uh, Andrew Harris is... If Andrew Harris is out, Hamilton wins. If Andrew Harris is in, uh, is there a way we can end in a tie? So I'm not... (laughs) No, uh, that's a tough one. You know,
0: I think that... I think it's
1: going to be a three-point game. Regardless of who wins, it's going to be a tight game. I don't think we're going to see a blowout like we did in the last Grey Cup, though. Uh, I'm going to kind of fade away and deflect and defer as a good... uh, public relations person would do and uh, not give you a straight answer
0: i'm gonna do it for you revenge game for the hamilton tiger cats i i see nothing but a w week one for these hamilton tiger cats i hope so we'll see we will see but as we said win total set at nine and a half on the season i think this is an easy over for both of us yeah
1: 10 10 to 11 is where i'm putting them in
0: easy over for both of us i like that 11 win Eleven win range. Maybe they drop one to Winnipeg. Maybe they drop one to a Calgary. Maybe they drop one to a Montreal or, a B- or a, Maybe they drop one to a Montreal or an Edmonton. Saskatchewan had that
1: thriller in 2019 at Hamilton. Uh, that was a uh, quite a good game. So maybe they sneak one there too. The teams match up pretty closely then. Uh, but stay tuned on Tuesday next week. We will be giving you guys the West teams where we break down the reigning Grey Cup champions all the way out to those lovely orange and black jerseys with Michael Riley and
0: Nathan Rourke, the official number two quarterback of the BC Lions. But the official number one quarterback in Canadian fans' hearts.
1: Uh, Well, you know, there are are some other people that may disagree with you depending on what city you're in. I think the Saskatchewan fan base might side with Cody Fajardo more. But uh, no, the number one Canadian quarterback by far. uh, Everyone's got to be rooting for this guy. To at least get on the field in some form and have great success,
0: and I'm sure he'll get there. I'm sure we'll see it. Outlook on the season for the Hamilton Tiger Cats for us, Great Cup champs. I think the only team that stands in their way is themselves. I don't know if you want to disagree, or agree, or not even comment on that. You can deflect again if you want. They to. will
1: play. I, anything short of a Great Cup will be seen as a failure by a lot of Hamilton fans. But getting to the Great Cup after a year off is going to be success to me. I, as much as I want a title, if you make it to the Grey Cup after not playing in over 612 or 14 days, however many we're at now, if you can make it to a Grey Cup after that long off, I'm going to call that a success. No and, doubt. But as always, you guys know where to find us. At Connor R. O'Neill, at Wade Zank, at CF Perspective. You guys should go and grab a Soda City, deal with this heat and the humid weather that we're going to be getting as August rolls around. Go and try out the new Mimosa Storm, I believe they're putting out this August. Oh, Uh,
0: I am so looking forward to that.
1: We always like the Storm drinks, Uh, hoping that Sam and them have concocted another one. We know they've probably concocted another great one, Uh, but go over to Sodacitybeard.com. Get their brewery fresh beer delivered directly to your door. Any order over $100 with the code CFL will get you free shipping. Shipping is available to Ontario residents only. Must be of legal drinking age.
0: While you're at it, check out fox40shop.com for the latest in whistle technology. Fox 40 is helping you return to play with products like the tri-layer whistle mask, the electronic whistle, and the whistle gator and while you're at checkout you can enter the code cfp15 for 15 percent off your return to play whistle needs fox 40 man they got some good stuff cool merch custom whistles and you can get 15 percent off with that code cfp15 that's gonna close us for the week go back and check out the a block on monday marsh had the always incredible mark lee on Tuesday, you had Wade and I with a fantasy primer. Wednesday, Martian and DT are breaking things down all over the league. Friday, you know what it is. Them Friday boys are back. They're going to have the Friday house party. It is bound to be a lot of fun. But that's it for us.
1: Have a great weekend.